Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as we've been talking today, uh, if you missed that last segment with Scott Rasmussen, just some fascinating polling. You can go listen to the podcast. Uh, you can download that. That'll be up as we go throughout the day today. You can also make sure you download uh, the KSL News Radio app, powered by our friends at Any Hour Services, uh, so you don't miss a thing. Uh, but again, when a time when we think we are just too divided, uh, Scott Rasmussen does a poll uh, that shows 93% of Americans agree that it is important for our leaders to focus on things that bring people together. Now, that in and of itself is is pretty stirring. As I mentioned to Scott, I don't I don't think you can get uh, over 90% of Americans to agree that the sky is blue on a on a given day. But uh, but everyone agrees on that. And then the next part of that is what really struck me that I think is so important because we've we have really had an assault on our founders and our founding documents and our founding principles. Uh, And while the country is far from perfect and has a long, long way to go on living up to the ideals we profess to believe. It is interesting to me that you've got 73% of Americans believe that it's the founding ideals that will reunite the nation. It's not a government program. It's not lower taxes. It's not this or that. It's the founding ideals that will bring the people back together. Freedom, equality, self-governance. Those are the things that the American people just said, if you want to unite the nation, Talk about those ideals. And I don't think either political party is doing a very good job talking about those ideals to the American people. And uh, so to me, that's really what it's what it's all about. And obviously, as we go through, uh, as we did last week through the Democratic National Convention, we'll do that throughout the week this week as the Republicans convene in North Carolina. Uh, they have cast the uh, the ballots already. And and President Trump, interestingly, uh, has already taken the stage for uh, a good 40 minutes uh, today and uh, spoken to the delegates there and to the nation as the party nominee for 2020. And we did a little analysis of uh, of speaking. And very interesting, uh, last week, uh, Joe Biden actually delivered the shortest, the shortest acceptance speech for the Democrats uh, in uh, really decades and decades uh, he weighed in. His speech was approximately 24 and a half minutes last Thursday night. And just for context, as again, this is just on the Democratic side. 
Bill Clinton has the uh, longest acceptance speech for the Democrats at 64 and a half minutes back in 1996. Uh, so by comparison, so let's a little uh, conjecture in here to the uh, Republican convention. In 2016, uh, then-candidate Donald Trump spoke for 75 minutes. 75-minute acceptance speech, and uh, that actually outdid uh, George W. Bush, who used to hold the record for the Republicans. Uh, his acceptance speech was 62 minutes. Now, I don't know how to count what uh, what just happened, uh, the 40 minutes that uh, the president just used uh, to address the delegates. Uh, very unprecedented. Usually the, uh, the nominees uh, just kind of stay away until that last night, kind of build big buildup. But we did see last week, we saw Joe Biden make several appearances along the way. Uh, he showed up when he uh, when the ballots were cast. So he gave about a 20 second, 30 second uh, thank you when uh, he went over the top and became the Democratic nominee. He showed up for a few moments uh, when uh, Senator Kamala Harris uh, accepted her nomination as the vice presidential candidate. And then, of course, uh, his 24 and a half minutes of his own uh, acceptance speech there. So which you see, uh, we are hearing that President Trump will be uh, active on each of the days and nights uh, of the Republican convention. So we will continue to, to watch that and see how that plays out. Uh, we do have some good eyes and ears on the ground. Uh, if you missed it, uh, Derek Brown, uh, Republican party chair is in North Carolina, uh, has been in the room, has been texting with us and uh, giving us some updates and a little feel for how things are shaping up and what the energy level is. Again, very different than the traditional convention, but uh, I actually think that's a good thing uh, that we shift gears a little bit and and get more uh, towards this. I, I like a minimalist idea of a convention. Uh, I think less is more in so many ways, but uh, it's also important what we fill that less with. And that less better be filled with better, uh, not just more. And so really that's the challenge. And I think the test for the Republicans over the next four nights is how do they connect with it? And and how do they do this thing that we've been talking about today? How do they speak to the American people, in particular that movable middle? That movable middle, these are folks who are about 21% of voters these are people who uh, many crossed over. They're either registered Democrats or registered Republicans. So different from independents, uh, they may have voted for Barack Obama twice and then voted for President Trump. There's some of those. Uh, but there's also this big chunk of voters who have just disconnected from the process because they are exhausted by both sides of the aisle and both extremes. The extremes of both political parties uh, are causing them to disconnect. Uh, and as we've talked about, and as Scott Rasmussen's national poll shows, what these people want to hear about, what they want leaders to talk about, what they want their elected officials to unite the nation with are those founding ideals of freedom, equality, self-governance. They want to hear about community, and they want to hear about compassion. They want to hear about self-reliance and opportunity and upward mobility for all. And again, I don't think either political party is doing an especially good job at any of that. And while it's easy to throw out the red meat applause lines, uh, even if you're doing it to an empty room in the middle of a pandemic, uh, it's much easier to sell that than it is to, to actually talk about these principles, these ideals, these founding ideals uh, that I believe actually will unite the nation. And so that's where we, we really have to get. 
Uh, we're going to continue to monitor this as we go throughout the week uh, this week. Uh, again, I think there were some good moments last week for the Democrats. I think uh, Joe Biden had some uh, particularly nice moments uh, in his speech that were very positive and uplifting, forward-moving for the nation. Uh, I think the MVP of the Democrats' convention was by far Senator Harris. Uh, she met her moment in a big way and delivered big on a national stage. I think that's important for the Democrats. Uh, and we'll see what happens. We will watch it closely here throughout the week and uh, wall-to-wall coverage from KSL News Radio as we look at what the Republicans do in response uh, to the Democrats' convention from last week. But what does it mean for each of us? Uh, I think the real thing for us to look at is if the nation really wants better leaders and better government, it really comes down to we the people. We have to expect more and not settle for less. We got to listen differently. We got to ask hard questions of campaigns and candidates. So the 2020 conventions are unlike any in American history. And I agree. I hope you agree. Less can be more, but only if we filled them with better, better content, more inspiring messages. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. See something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.